Welcome to Vale la Pena, in English that's worth your while. I'm your host, Cynthia Rebus. This is a show where we get to do some grassroots philanthropy together. In all episodes, we'll feature nonprofit organizations engaged in inspiring projects for people, animals, and the environment. Some guests will be representatives of those organizations, and they'll share with us more about initiatives they're working on and ways we can participate. Check the show notes for opportunities to impact these humanitarian causes together. You can find this show through my website at www.rebuslegal.com and on YouTube, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Now, please join me for Vale la Pena. Hello, and welcome to Vale la Pena. I'm Cynthia, your host, and today we are featuring Delaney's dog. And I am so excited to be able to introduce to you our guest, Maureen Delaney, founder of Delaney's Dog. And without further ado, let's bring her on. Hello, Maureen. Well, hi, Maureen. And who you got in the car there with you? Oh, I've got two little girls that are going for an adoption. Well, they're not that little, but they're going for an adoption uh, meeting. They're Mastiff. French Mastiff mixes of Dog de Bordeaux. And one of them is talking because she hears somebody else. <laughs> no. Oh, and she probably is like, hey, get me on the camera. Yeah, she is. <laughs> oh, they're good babies. So you are the founder of Delaney's Dog, which as people are going to find out here is extra special to me because in a sense you were really part of the most precious member of my family, a dog named Romeo. Oh, I love Romeo. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to see a photo of him here in the show notes at least. Um, <laughs> but let talk to us about your rescue. How did you get started? So basically, I think I got started when I was a little girl. Because <laughs> you'd see me going up to our miniature schnauzer. I was only five years old. And and I went up to this nowager crawling up to him and I went to, oh, I want to touch the dog. And he bit me in the face and I ended up with a big scar on my face for years. But it never deterred me because the next day I was right back in the yard trying to get in that dog house with him and everything. So it's always started there. And as I grew up, I was always, you know, trying to help any animal on the street or wherever that I see injured. It doesn't matter what it is, a bird. I brought a possum home one time. My mother had a heart attack <laughs> with the possum in my hand. Um, but then around 2008 or nine, I started more formally doing rescue where I had paperwork and, you know, I was getting applications and things like that from people um, that wanted to adopt dogs. But I did that independently. So I didn't have my nonprofit yet. And in 2015, I formed my own nonprofit. And that's where we are today with Delaney's dog. And it's called Delaney's dog, just one dog because they're kind of like the product of me. These are my dogs that I like to work with. And I kind of, they, they can blame me for whatever's wrong. Oh, <laughs> but I love them, especially the Huskies like you have. Cause they're, yeah, the so how do you, where do you get them? How do you find them? Where do you rescue them from? Um, 
Well, I don't have to look very far because I usually wake up to a hundred or so emails from people saying, please say this one, please say the other one, please say. And I basically, I've always liked to go and help the ones that need it most. So I'm never even like looking for the dogs. It's always somebody else telling me this dog only has one day left and then they're going to put them to sleep. And there goes Maureen running off to <laughs> pick up the dog and, and rehabilitate them whatever they need most of the time if they're last chance it's usually because there's medical or behavioral issues and i just take them get them the rehabilitation they need and then find them the right home for them because not any home is the right home but the right home is the right home for most of them especially my guys <laughs> so is there a kind do you have certain kinds that you work with or you'll take any I, i'll take any any breed anybody that's in need but I do tend to lean towards the shepherds and the huskies. Those are my two. Those are the breeds that I feel like I know the best. And those two breeds really need people that know those breeds to be able to handle those breeds. <laughs> Especially that husky. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'll just say, you know, how I met you was during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, I had to put down a beloved dog that I had had for many, many years. And so I found myself inside the pandemic without a dog. And I was just like, you know, we can't have that. No. <laughs> so I, I went online and I fell in love with a bunch of dogs and you responded immediately and wound up delivering who is now Romeo, who oh, is a gorgeous, husky, bichromatic, really handsome mm -hmm. guy, but not only a pretty face, Definitely a, a handful, definitely a learning curve for me with Husky because oh. he was my first Husky. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, but now that I'm so in the world of Huskies and he's who really got me through the he was my little pandemic buddy through the through the weirdest part of all of that. Yeah. Um, and and they're the best friend. And so now I have a second little Husky. Oh, you do. Yeah. Who's um, younger and even more just a totally oh, mischievous. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was on your site looking. Um, and we had talked when I was looking for a friend for Romeo. Um, oh, yeah. And I don't remember who. Yeah, just right then I didn't happen to catch the right window because so tell us about who the dogs are that are available now. I was kind of falling in love with like Jasper and. Um, with all the Huskies. <laughs> yeah. And then you got one Jao. Oh, Jayo, Yes. jayo has been tough. We've had her for a few years. I mean, she's a great dog. She's wonderful. But the problem is she's, she's blind. So she gets kind of funny about things. And even though she's blind, she could still kill birds and stuff. So that put a few people off. Oh, the um, drive. Yeah. She's got even, even blind. She's still got, she still can kill him out of the sky. <laughs> I guess she could smell him. Um, but she's wonderful. We also have Rome, who is a saddleback Siberian Husky. And he's fantastic with the bi eyes, um, the one blue and one uh, green eye or goldish. Um, but he's, he opens latches. He's very talented. <laughs> you see him at the kennels and he use if the, the clip isn't in there, you can see him. He uses his nose to pop open the thing and then he's out. He's gone. <laughs> Either that or he jumps over. So he has to have a covered kennel, <laughs> but he's wonderful. And Jasper is 
perfect. He's perfect. He's a little older, but he's great with little dogs, big dogs, everybody. He's got the best personality ever. I love Jasper. He's great. And we have a wolf dog. We have Hera. Oh, a wolf dog. Yes. I have. Can you tell us what that means? It means somewhere in their, um, in their ancestry that they have wolf mixed in they're usually mixed in with siberian husky or malamute um and shepherd usually most of the time and she has a siberian husky the malamute and the um gray wolf in her about 23 percent. so wow. a quarter yeah but she's funny too <laughs> she's a little escaper too you can see her on one side and then all of a sudden she's oh where'd you go <laughs> somewhere else but she's wonderful they're great dogs but again, you have to have people that understand the wolf dogs, or believe me, it, it's harder than the regular husky. <laughs> and I guess you have to really have a lot of land for a wolf dog. Yeah, you have to have the right. When they're so low content, they're still pretty doggy. So, I mean, just a regular place, but something that's um, secure, fenced in, secure, like not chain link because they just climb and they're gone. <laughs> uh, yeah. I had one husky that would jump on the top of a six foot brick wall with the front paws, hold it, hold the top and use his back ones to spring him over, um, over like a six foot wall. <laughs> I watched wow. him do it. Yeah. They're insane. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They're fun. Though. Well, so talk to us about the different ways that listeners could participate. Like the difference between, do you have like some people that foster or some people just volunteer and visit? How can all you help? What can we do? And then adoptions. Foster is great. Um, foster is always helpful. It helps save more dogs because if we don't have enough places for the dogs, we can't save more. Um, donating is always needed because dogs are expensive. <laughs> cheap. I mean, I just had one, one appointment just to get the blood work and the fecal because I was worried about one of the dogs that was lose, keeps losing weight. And... And just the blood work, the fecal, and the urinalysis was 500 bucks. And that's why there's adoption fees, because I want to make sure people, if they're willing to pay an adoption fee, they're more likely going to be taking the dog to the vet if the dog needs to go, because the vets are expensive. Um, so donate, donating always helps, because, I mean, imagine that's just one dog. Imagine that times 30 or 40 dogs. It gets expensive. Plus, the boarding gets expensive too to keep them in boarding. Um, so, donating always helps. It helps for everything. And donating goes 100% to the dogs. Nobody is paid in the organization. Um, the money, I have it that way because I think all, all any monies should benefit the dogs only, not anybody else. Um, and then, what else? Oh, and also, we're at a new kennel place. And we could always use volunteers there in West Covina um, just to walk the dogs, just to walk them around. It's a big facility, so they could just walk them, you know, safely inside of the facility. Or even take them, they have little bikes where you can take them, um, like three-wheeler bikes where you, <laughs> you you drive around with them and they, they get to run you around the place. So it's kind of fun. So volunteers, donating, and fostering, those are the probably the biggest. Or you can sponsor, which is donating as well. Sponsor anything, like let's say... Hera, the wolf dog, she gets a specific diet, which is about four to 500 bucks a month because it's raw food um, and she loves it. And so she has to have it. So you could do that. You could say, you know, I want to sponsor Hera's food 
every month or part of it or whatever. Um, that's always super helpful too. And I think on Pet Finder, they have like a, a sponsor where you can click on that specific dog and you can sponsor whatever amount, even if you want to do just like $25 or whatever, you can do that too. So if you want to donate directly, you go into Delaney's dog, which we'll put that in the show notes. And then from there, you pick the dog that maybe you want to sponsor. And yeah, yeah. You can look at all the dogs. Yeah, you yeah. can look at all the dogs and see if you want to sponsor a specific one. Or you can just click the donate button and donate or become like a monthly donor or, or anything. It's pretty much all on the site. And the site also connects you to Facebook and Instagram where you get to see like the post of what's doing, what's happening with these wild animals. <laughs> and then if somebody wants to go and volunteer and walk the dogs uh just call make an appointment or go on the website and complete the volunteer application okay all right and then that way i have your info and then i would just contact the person from there and tell us about what is the commitment if someone wants to foster that's hard to say because fostering you never know how long it's going to be. And right now it's a tough time because there's not a lot of people adopting dogs right now. That's why we're kind of like at a standstill, which makes expensive <laughs> expenses even worse. Um, just because there's so many animals in the shelters right now, because everybody post COVID is like, Oh, I don't need this anymore. And you know, they're all back in the shelter again. Plus God, for, I can just imagine how many breeders went nuts crazy during COVID because they were making money selling puppies. So that's probably what helped the overpopulation in the shelters. There's just so many. And the rescues are all full. It's really sad because even puppies are being put to sleep. Um, there was two Siberian puppies, red ones. And they were sweet, great, wonderful, friendly. But they got put to sleep. Nobody was coming for them. Nobody. Oh. Too full. So that's why I got stuck with the next pair of black and white ones because i'm like this is not gonna happen again and i took them and oh they're wild these are wild they're sweet but they're just so wild <laughs> okay so the foster it, the what you're saying is it might actually be a long time before it could be a long up. time it could be a long time yeah yeah because that's where it gets tough um because if they cut out after a week and then it's like oh great where do i have where can i put the dog now now that you're no longer doing it. So I guess that's why the boarding comes in more. It makes it a little more manageable, but not in a sense because it costs a lot more to board them instead of getting fosters for them. But the fosters, we do provide the food um, and supplies, whatever is needed for that specific dog. Um, and it, we're like basically responsible. Like you get to enjoy having a dog without the responsibility of the vet bills and the this and the everything else that goes into it. And the other added bonus is that if you are fostering and you do spend anything on the dog, like expenses or whatever, that's considered a donation since I'm a 501c3. So you would just keep your receipt and just add my um, ID number to it, my EIN, and then just keep it for your tax records that you donated those things. Sometimes people do that with like the medical and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. The benefit to the foster as well. And then I saw on your website, you also have, it looks like special fundraising for dogs that have special care needs. 
the oh the medical the medical one yeah uh-huh. because I usually have medical I haven't had too many medical lately but I was crazy with the medical years ago um just everything mostly huskies with broken legs usually uh huskies with broken legs a lot of orthopedic surgeries I've done especially the dogs that I brought from Korea I did a lot of those that the poor meat dogs that were you know they were beaten badly and one had an arm completely at a 45 degree angle and we got that fixed and she looks perfect so it's a lot because each one of those costs three four thousand dollars for one surgery okay and that doesn't even include flying them from korea right you've got do you have like a team of people or do you go there i haven't done oh there is i have worked with a rescue a korean rescue group there but uh-huh. i haven't worked with them in a in a few since just before the pandemic because it kind of slowed down because things changed about how you can ship um the dogs and i guess you have to have a broker now or someone else like involved you got to pay them to even bring the dog over and it's like it used to be eighteen hundred dollars just to bring that dog over and then i'm going to pay a broker <laughs> like five hundred dollars to you now forget it i'll let you guys take care of that <laughs> i'll just stick to these dogs around here they need my help more. Oh, wow. So you, and when you say around here, you're pretty much rescuing around LA County or are you all over USA? <laughs> uh, no, pretty much California. I mean, I can go up North. I don't do it often, but mostly all of Southern California, pretty much. The dogs come in. Okay. Yes. From the different shelters. Mm-hmm. Okay. I partnered with the majority of the shelters in Southern California. And then I also saw there's some other fun stuff on your website, like um, all kinds of merch you can buy. And- oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been making since the pandemic, uh, just making jewelry, fun little bracelets and things like that to sell for the doggies, just being creative for the dog. Something else to bring in a little revenue. <laughs> yeah, and I've there's apparel and T-shirts. and Yes, and the apparel and the T-shirts, sweatshirts, a lot of great embroidered ones. So I have a couple of them left, too. And you're wearing one, right? Or is that something else? No, this is actually my Justice Matters shirt. Oh. Because um, I love the this. He was a federal prosecutor for 30 years. And I love listening to his, his um, videos. But this is what justice is. A full contact sport because it is. We're fighting for justice every day. No, and that fits with this podcast absolutely because this is the philanthropic arm of my law practice. Oh, nice. Yeah, and the whole point of it is to come out from behind the law desk and go out there and talk to people that are doing good things in the world for people, animals, and the environment, usually some combination of all three. Yeah. Um, and then figure out ways that we can help people can participate. Um, obviously I get it. Donations are major and really critical now, especially with all the overflow of animals coming in that need to be rescued. Um, and you can even donate via what you already do, like shopping on Amazon. We were a charity on Amazon. You can choose as a charity and they give us, you know, money every month. Um, Ralph's is the same way too. If you're a Ralph's um, shopper, we're a charity there. So you just sign us up as your charity and we get, um, portion of the, the sales too. Oh, that's great. I had, I knew about smile Amazon, but I didn't know about Ralph's. Are there others that people can do like that? I know Ralph's for sure. And I'm trying to think of where else. 
I saw you had some partners, like uh, if you buy a special kind of bed or something. Oh yeah, Corunda bed. So that it just it gives you a discount on it, and then we would get the bed. You know, we would we would get donated the bed, which those beds are absolutely my favorite because they're not destructible, and my huskies destroy everything. <laughs> yeah, so I know something about that. Only one, yeah, only thing that works for the huskies. So the Corunda, yes. It doesn't donate back to you, but at least we get the beds, which is important. Um, and I'm trying to think of where else, like Pet Food Express, we've been showing there for years and they do every year, they do a drive. So when you go and shop, you can, you can put like $5 or $10 or whatever towards a specific rescue or the general, in general, all of the rescues. And they collect all of that. And at the end, like in January, they disperse whatever amount that came to my rescue in gift cards, which is a huge help because then we can use those gift cards to buy food, buy supplies, buy all this stuff. Well, it doesn't last me a whole year, but <laughs> the first couple months at least of next year. <laughs> and then all. we have a big event coming up, right? Yes. An adoption um, event? Yes. Big adoption event in West Covina. It's a place called Dog on Fun. It's a great place. It's really wonderful. They have a lot of people working there. They take great care of the dogs. It's super clean. And they have a wonderful big uh, space in the back that they call the fun zone. And it has a little a little pond, like pool pond in there. And Hera loves that thing. She stuck, I don't know if you saw the picture of her, but she stuck her whole entire face into the pool to get to, to, get to the tennis ball. Um, and it's nice because they, and they have really nice big um, kennels. I'd say maybe like a 20 by 30, like it's a big kennel. So they get to run around in there and it's just, it's really nice. And it, it helps with the events because you can go into, you know, into the own space with that specific dog rather than being at a, at a, at like an adoption event at a retail store. It's too hard to bring the big dogs there because they're wild and going crazy, barking at the little dogs. So it's going to be this Sunday from 11 to 2. Um, like I said, it's called Dog on Fun. It's in West Covina on Edna Place. And we're going to be giving away for anybody that adopts. We'll give um, a $100 gift card. We'll be going out as well. I think I put 100 I think, yeah, it was a $100 gift card. Wow. Or we can not take it and we can keep the gift card. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> We'll definitely put the address and the time of that event. Um, and so will that be just all Delaney dogs or are you going to have other dogs there? Or? No, just, I mean, there's other dogs there, but it's not really like a rescue facility. So the other dogs that are there are like private clients. So yeah, oh. just it, basically my, my dogs. Your dogs <laughs> will be there. I can send you the link to, to the event. I did a Facebook event for it as well. Yes. We'll put that in the show notes. So people okay. have that they can look at. Okay, well, is there anything else you want to tell us about dog rescue, how you're doing post-pandemic oh, in the future? It's been tough post-pandemic just because there's like nobody left to adopt dogs. Um, Do you partner with vets, I guess? Do you have certain vets that you work with? Yeah, or? no, I, I have vets that I work with that I've worked with for years. Um, that are wonderful, but even they're getting super expensive. But I go to, when it's spay and neuter, obviously I go to a specific clinic, but they, they're they in a shopping center and just 
the last time I was supposed to take dogs to get fixed, they're like, oh, sorry, our next door neighbor place burned down. So we're going to be open until January. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Rescue is a lot of fun. It's very glamorous. <laughs> you, you look like a mess most of the time. You're wearing hoodies every day. <laughs> it's fun. Well, it's profound, too. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, thanks to you, I have a dog that I can't imagine life without. He's a family member. He's an important, you know, he's like the family member. Everybody else is just in love with him. <laughs> yes. And uh, how is the new one? How, and the new it, one is yeah. um, really darling. The new one came from a real traumatic situation, so... Is really scared of people, and that's why it took them a long time to place him. But at my house, he's gotten a ton of love, and he loves Romeo, of course, because we're crazy about Romeo. Um, I've had him now. Usually, usually when they're scared of people, they find comfort in other animals because they can trust the other animal. Yeah, and he's really, and he will. um, He comes around. Like, obviously, he loves me and he's comfortable with me. And then as he meets other people, it just takes him a few, a few passes. Yeah. You know, and he's, but getting- he's, able, he's able to watch you, though, too, because he trusts you now. So it's like you're teaching him as well, just by him being able to observe you bringing good people over. Obviously, he had probably bad people to begin with. Yeah, so yeah, definitely his he was left for dead. He was down to, you know, they found rocks in his stomach and he oh my was, God. Yeah. Uh and thanks to really the great work that rescues do and veterinary magic, he yeah. got, you know, thank uh, God. Put on an IV and whatever, he got back to his super fly little 55 pounds. <laughs> it's so cute. And uh I'll put a picture of him too. His name is Yukon. That's- Hugo? Yukon. Um, Yukon. Oh, how cute. Yukon. <laughs> yeah. And so my house is all about the Yukon and the Romeo show. It's kind of, <laughs> I need to like get my own little TikTok because I have two. You really should. Cute, super charming, pretty. You should. At or this point, they're that. finally beyond dis- total destruction. It's not just total destruction. Like Yukon, when he first arrived, he like chewed up my passport. I mean, he's really. <laughs> been a handful um but in the best way and it's just such a joy you they know. usually get better at three years old the huskies it seems like they mature like all of a sudden they're much better at three years old but before that forget it <laughs> yeah like i i really notice romeo's on a he's just dreamy at this point he's just this dreamy dreamy dog uh-huh. in all ways um and so he's a really good influence for yukon because you yes, still trying absolutely. to figure out what you know. He's, he's a good. He's a good mentor for him, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm yeah. happy. You must have a lot of hair in the house. <laughs> and the house is all about dog hair. Yeah, yeah. So for all the listeners looking at picking up huskies, yeah, yeah. get get into the. You, you don't leave home without the dog hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much. But they're so precious, and they are. You know, I really thank you for really dedicating your life to rescuing dogs and all these dogs that, you know, like I go on your website and I I could just, in some other world, I would just go, yes, I want this one and this one and this one and this one. (laughs) I can completely see how you became, you know, how you just 
opened your heart and just embraced them all. Cause I do, but those in need, I have a big, a soft spot in my heart for those that really need help. Yeah. And they got you. So yeah. Really. Got the crazy, the crazy lady running around. I did the same thing when I studied in Mexico, when I was in USC, I went to Mexico to study in Oaxaca. Oh, and the, people would always be laughing at me because it was me buying chicharron off of the the stand, and I'm running after the dogs trying to feed the the you know the poor stray dogs in the street. Oh, oh, it's them too. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for your time today. I know you got to get those dogs to yes. their maybe new homes, their forever homes. I hope so. <laughs> really appreciate your time and appreciate you and thank you so I very much you. thank you very much right. okay honey. thank you for tuning in to Vale La Pena please join us in making an impact together for people animals and the environment details in the show notes you can find this show through my website at www.rebuslegal.com and on YouTube, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. I'm your host, Cynthia Rebus, and I welcome and thank you for your feedback, comments, questions, and sharing this show with others.